Good afternoon. My name is Anne Dunham. My horse is LJT, Lucas Normark, and I'm getting ready for the, uh, the Europeans in Deauville this autumn. How are you feeling about it? A few weeks to go? I feel that the plans are going well. Um, we're where we would like to be at this point in training before a big event like the Europeans. And on track, the horse is going well. I'm back on track, having not been very well, but everything is where we would like it to be. So. That's good news because that, that's um, it's obviously important that you get back to, to sort of you know full strength before something like this. But how how, how kind of how hard work has it been for you? It is hard work, it's time, but I have a good support team who keep help keep on top of the horse's fitness by doing hill hill work with him, etc. And my daughter and my sister, mind you, my daughter's broken her collarbone, so it's been out of action for a few weeks now. So it's been a bit more haphazard in some ways, but not in other ways, because I've had a, a good, good friend who stepped in to help. And what? Uh, how? How does your horse travel? How are you? How quickly are you going to be going down there? Because those are all sort of factors as well, aren't they? How? How do you? Um, do you worry about how um, that sort of the journey is going to affect your horse and your team? He's been to Deauville before, so I, we know, and he'll be fine. Um, we're we're travelling with the usual people who take them. Um, we're travelling in the same well-worn thing that we've always done with the team that's worked well in the past. So I I think it should go fine, and barring unforeseen touchwood circumstances, it should be fine, and he'll go there and settle in very quickly and get used to the spooky indoor school again. Yes, I was going to ask you about that because I was t- talking to Lee about that and I know whenever I speak to people at Hartbury it's uh, the people who are outside um, have a very different experience, particularly the, the yeah. um, prize givings are inside and sometimes the horses just think, oh I'm not entirely sure I like this. So. Yeah, it's very echoey so if somebody drops something in the stands or gets up and moves out of their seat and walks up, there's quite a bit of noise and it can spook them sometimes. But it's part of the job these days. People don't stay put for a whole dressage test anymore and things. So they've got the horses have got to learn to be more accepting. And I think, I mean, it did happen to me this spring in Deauville. It did happen to me, and he jumped out, and and it put me further. It lost me quite a few marks because he was really very naughty at that point and frightened for himself. So. Yeah, it could affect, but it's no good planning for that. One just goes there and thinks, right, we'll do a good test and he'll be They're fine. animals at the end of the day and you can't control what they're, how they're going to feel on any given moment, can you? That's true, very true. But also, horses' first instinct is fear and flight. Fear first, then flight, a split second on top of feeling the fear. There's no, no stand and fight in a horse's vocabulary. It's run, then I'll turn around and look and see you. I think I'm a safe distance away from whatever it was that frightened me. And that's horses for you. And you can't change that. Can you believe, I think I spoke to you um, certainly after, all, all of you guys actually, after 2012, I can't personally believe that we're a year away from the next 
last Paralympics. I don't know how the, the time has flown for you. Time's flown. And that truism that you hear adults say when you're a child, as you get older, time goes faster because as a child it seems to take ages to get to Christmas after the summer holidays are over, etc. It is, it is a truism that is actually true. The older you get and the more you do things and the more you do in later life, the faster time seems to go. So yeah, the four-year cycle just rushes by. And here we are a year before, and basically in final preparation for how you're going to start preparing to run up to be selected to go to Rio and then going to Rio. And how's that playing out in your mind? What's what's going through your mind at this stage? Uh, See how the Europeans go, how we do there. I feel that's a bit make or break. You've got to do well here to be looking at in line because otherwise you left yourself an awful lot to prove in the first half of next year. This is where selections have started. I would think selections would start as far as the selectors are concerned. This is a big major competition. Um, and they'll be looking to see how horses are holding up in that and then carrying that through to the selection period next year to see how we build on it then. So, yeah, this is an important competition. How, I think... The team, you're a, a good bunch. Have you have you got good rapport? Obviously, you've been you know you don't you don't work together as a as a you know football team or rugby team in those kind of ways. But how you know you're you're all kind of quite close. It feels like a quite it's a lovely sport anyway. Lots of people know each other and it's everybody supports each other. But you as you as a team of you guys here now, that's that you seem to have quite a nice relationship. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do, and we're all there for each other. At least in your minds etc for them and you're all there for them when they're competing etc but you must remember they're your rivals as well they might be your teammates and your squad mates but only four riders from this squad are guaranteed going to there's only four guaranteed places at the moment we've still got to earn that elusive fifth possible fifth to go to Rio so there's only four of us can actually succeed in being selected so they're also your deadliest rivals. So you, you love it. It's fascinating sports psychology to look at yeah. that from a team point of view and also the individual point of view. You love them, you yeah. like them, you get on with them, and you need to get on with them because you need to have the support and everyone, and you need to enjoy being around each other because once you're abroad, you're around each other, etc. And you are supporting each other because. Each person does an individual test to get the team, but it's no good undermining some uh, another person before they go into that because it's undermining your chances. So you're fully behind them, really want them to do well, and go out there to do as well, do your best as well to be that percentage better than them. Just so long as they they do the percentage that's needed to get forward, and you really want them to do that. Dressage in this country is still going from strength to strength. Um, I think. Um, when I was talking to Lee, the others are catching up where you guys 
led that started leading and the pony team and you know the the able-bodied riders as well from 2012 um, you guys seem to have set a really high standard for years and years there's they're up there now and it's still continuing isn't it it's really encouraging well yeah to be honest they're there because we did do well and therefore funding was made available to equine sports that wasn't there before we started winning gold medals and it showed that Brits could go out there and do it and so on so yeah and I think it's great and I'm really pleased about it and so on so yeah that's great but in our sport the rest of the world is catching up to us and we're being pushed harder by riders in other countries than we have been before so we still have to there's no room for, no room for complacency we have to keep on improving well it's like anything isn't it it's diff- more difficult to stay at the top than it is arguably sometimes it is to get there in the first place that's very true it's much it's okay to get there it's hard to get there but to get there you've got to do the climbing once you're there everybody wants to knock you off to everybody so yes it's harder who are you looking at in particular at these Europeans as well the Germans the Danish there's some strong riders and horses in the Danish the Dutch they've got a strong team and some good riders and good horses and in the pub, even the odd, there's been the odd Norwegian that's come out and done well in the Europeans. So yeah, we have to be, I think we're one of the, the area of the strongest nations within paradressage anyway. So the Europeans is really, really tough. Whereas the world's, we've got plenty of people coming in and we really do need to carry on building on the work that Jean-Claude Saltz put in back when Para Dressage was first being founded to get 24 nations competing regularly at an international level. We still need to be enabling other countries to do that, but we still want to be the ones at the top. (laughs) 